Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit News, episode 399, recorded Monday, November 6, 2023. OpenAI Dev Day Keynote 2023. Twit News is brought to you by our friends at IT Pro TV, now called ACI Learning. Give your team the IT training they want while future-proofing your business. Visit go.acilearning.com slash twit. Twit listeners can receive up to 65% off an IT Pro Enterprise Solution plan. That discount is based on the size of your team when you fill out their form. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Twit's live coverage of OpenAI's Dev Day, their developer conference. I believe it's happening in San Francisco even, so it's right around the corner-ish, at least for me, Jason Howell, sitting here in the studio. Not around the corner-ish for you, Jeff Jarvis, on the other side of the country. How are you doing, Jeff? Hello there, boss. How are you? Good to see <laughs> you. Good. Well, we, we extend the live events. We have more live events to do, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't know that we've done any events thus far on kind of AI-related um you know, announcements. And yet here we have the opportunity to talk about open AI for a little while. Google had their infamous Paris event, which was a disaster because Bard made mistakes. <laughs> uh, we didn't, we didn't cover that. I, I yeah. happened to watch it, but we didn't cover it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm super curious about this. Um, you were asking before we went live, kind of like what is on the horizon. And I don't think that open AI has really given a whole lot of, well, they just uh, said this is the keynote at the top of the hour. Yeah. And I mean, it's a developer conference, right? So, you know, I'm very mm-hmm. used to this with, uh, with Google IO, like, what do we expect? Well, we expect, hopefully if, if it's a developer it's conference, a we'll understand any of it. Some insight into how their products, yeah, work with developers. And hopefully we understand what that even means, what that entails. But um, I was doing a little kind of poking around and, and seeing if I could find some clues and stuff. Obviously, the, you know, like I just said, updates for developers. Is it cheaper, faster, easier to build uh, AI apps uh, via OpenAI? That we're, I'm sure, almost certainly going to learn, you know, something about that. Um, possibility of a team plan announcement for ChatGPT for Teams. So that's a possibility. Um, integration with Google Drive and Microsoft 365, which I think in general, I'm sure OpenAI, their, their you know, near-term roadmap has to be get this everywhere, get it inside of everything. And so that Doesn't Microsoft sense. at some point say, don't put it on Google? Don't put what on Google? Microsoft, open AI. Microsoft said don't put open AI on I know, Google. I'm asking, wouldn't you think Microsoft would say, no, just leave it on Bing. Leave it on Microsoft Teams. Yeah, that, that's a good today. question. Um, Welcome to the stage, we'll find Sam out. I, Before Sam or while he takes the stage, the other thing that I'm looking forward to is possibly a prototype, a new version called Gizmo V8, which allows you to create your own GPTs. Good morning. That's one of the bigger leaks Welcome that I saw. Welcome to our first ever so open here we are, AI Sam Altman. We're thrilled that you're here, and this energy is awesome. He's a little And welcome to San Francisco. San Francisco has been our home since day one. The city is important to us and the tech industry in general. We're looking forward to continuing to grow here. So we've got some great stuff to announce today. But first, I'd like to take a minute to talk about some of the stuff that we've done over the past year. About a year ago, November 30th, we shipped ChatGPT as a low-key research preview, and that went pretty well. Wow. In March, well, that's happened in a year. <laughs> we followed that up with the launch of GPT-4, still the most capable model out in the world. And in the last few months, we launched voice and vision capabilities so that ChatGPT can now see, hear, and speak. And more recently... There's a lot. You don't have to clap each time. And, Thank you. and more recently, we launched Dolly 3, the world's most advanced image model. You can use it, of course, inside of ChatGPT. For our enterprise customers, Someone really wanted to clap there. we launched ChatGPT Enterprise, which offers enterprise-grade security and privacy, higher-speed GPT-4 access, longer context windows, a lot more. Today, we've got about 2 million developers building on our API for a wide variety of use cases, doing amazing stuff. Over 92% of Fortune 500 companies building on our products. And we have about 100 million weekly active users now on ChatGPT. 
things have grown in one year. And what's up incredible to on that is we got there entirely through word of mouth. People just find it useful and tell their friends. OpenAI is the most advanced and the most widely used AI platform in the world now. But numbers never tell the whole picture on something like this. What's really important is how people use the products, how people are using AI. And so I'd like to show you a quick video. I actually wanted to write something to my dad in Tagalog. I want a non-romantic way to tell my parent that I love him. And I also want to tell him that he can rely on me, but in a way that still has the respect of like a child to parent relationship that you should have in Filipino culture and in Tagalog grammar. When it's translated into Tagalog, I love you very deeply and I will be with you no matter where the path leads. I see so many possibilities. I was like, whoa, sometimes I'm not sure about some stuff. And I feel like actually trying to be like, hey, this one I'm thinking about. So it kind of gave me that more confidence. The first thing that just blew my mind was it levels with you. Like that's something that a lot of people struggle to do. It opened my mind to just what every creative could do if they just had a person helping them out who listens. So this is a to represent sickling hemoglobin. And you built that with ChatGPT? ChatGPT built it with me. <laughs> I started using it for daily activities like, hey, here's a picture of my fridge. Can you tell me what I'm missing? Because I'm going grocery shopping and I really need to do recipes the that are following my vegan diet. find out what to put their fridge for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the you gotta start like, somewhere. Wow, this thing is awesome. <laughs> Make it build spreadsheets. Future begins with dinner. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you can't, you can't build the future on an empty stomach. On my 100th birthday, Caddy is very friendly, very patient, very knowledgeable, and very quick. It's been a wonderful thing. I'm a 4.0 student, but I also have four children. When I started using ChatGPT, I realized I could ask ChatGPT that question. And not only does it give me an answer, but it gives me an explanation. Didn't need tutoring as much. It gave me a life back. Very much treated it as a consumer service. It gave me time for my family here. and time mm-hmm. for me. I yeah, for sure. Pain, uh, uh, on my whole left half of my body, I have nerve damage. Presenting uh, I had like way. a spine, a brain surgery. And so I have like limited use of my left hand. Now you can just have like the integration of voice input. And then the newest one where you can have the back and forth dialogue. That's just like maximum best interface for me. It's here. I wonder how many people are in that auditorium. Or even, what is the auditorium? Where are they at right now? So I, don't, I can't find out. I don't the know. stories of, of how people are using the technology. It's really why we do all of this. Okay, so now on to the new stuff, and we have got a lot. First... We're going to talk about a bunch of improvements we've made, and then we'll talk about where we're headed next. Over the last year, we spent a lot of time talking to developers around the world. We've heard a lot of your feedback. It's really informed what we have to show you today. Today, we are launching a new model. GPT-4 Turbo. (laughs) Turbo Extreme Plus XX. GPT-4 Turbo will address many of the things that you all have asked for. So let's go through what's new. We've got six major things to talk about for this part. Number one, context length. A lot of people have tasks that require a much longer context length. GPT-4 supported up to 8K, and in some cases up to 32K context length. But we know that isn't enough for many of you and what you want to do. GPT-4 Turbo supports up to 128,000 tokens of context. That's 300 pages of a standard book, 16 times longer than our 8K context. And in addition to longer context length, you'll notice that the model is much more accurate over a long context. So that's a continual conversation, essentially, right? We've heard loud and clear that developers need more control over the model's responses and outputs. So we've addressed that in a number of ways. We have a new feature called JSON mode, which ensures that the model will respond with valid JSON. This has been a huge developer request. It'll make calling APIs much easier. The model is also much better at function calling. You can now call many functions at once. And it'll do better at following instructions in general. 
We're also introducing a new feature called reproducible outputs. You can pass a seed parameter, and it'll make the model return consistent outputs. This, of course, gives you a higher degree of control over model behavior. This rolls out in beta today. Mm, okay. <laughs> and in the coming weeks, we'll roll out a feature. There will probably to let be a few of those moments today where like, yeah, I'm not a developer. I'm sure this is a big deal. <laughs> All right. Number three, better world knowledge. You want these models to be able to access better knowledge about the world. So do we. So we're launching a retrieval well, copyright. platform. You can bring knowledge from outside documents or databases into whatever you're building. We're also updating the knowledge cutoff. We are just as annoyed as all of you, probably more, that GPT-4's knowledge about the world ended in 2021. We will try to never let it get that out of date again. GPT-4 Turbo has knowledge about the world up to April of 2023, and we will continue to improve that over time. Number when does four. that become current? New modalities. That's that. I guess that's it's the surprising. No that's one. That's the horizon that they're shooting Dolly for. Dolly three, GPT four okay. Turbo with Vision, and the new text to speech model are all going into the API today. Okay, so the API gets access to all those. We have a handful of customers that have just started using Dolly three to program programmatically generate images and designs. Today. Coke is launching a campaign that lets its customers generate Diwali cards using Dolly 3. And of course, our safety systems help developers protect their applications against misuse. Those tools are available in the API. GPT-4 Turbo can now accept images as inputs via the API. It can generate captions, classifications, and analysis. For example, Be My Eyes uses this technology to help people who are blind or have low vision with their daily tasks like identifying products in front of them. And with our new text-to-speech model, you'll be able to generate incredibly naturally, natural-sounding audio from text in the API with six preset voices to choose from. I'll play an example. Did you know that Alexander Graham Bell, the eminent inventor, was enchanted by the world of sounds? His ingenious mind led to the creation of the graphophone, which etched sounds onto wax. They do voice really well. Like they, they've demonstrated that in recent months. This is much more natural than anything else we've heard out there. Voice can make apps more natural to interact with and more accessible. I think there's going to be a market. It also language unlocks a lot of use cases like language change. learning and this voice is a joke. This is mm. serious. Speaking of new modalities, mm. yeah. we're also releasing the next there's version so of much open source speech recognition model, from Whisper V3 today, mm. and it'll be coming soon to the API. It features improved performance across many languages, and we think you're really going to like it. Okay, number five, customization. Fine tuning has been working really well for GPT 3.5 since we launched it a few months ago. Starting today, we're going to expand that to the 16K version of the model. Also starting today, we're inviting active fine-tuning users to apply for the GPT-4 fine-tuning experimental access program. The fine-tuning no API is great <laughs> for adapting our models to achieve better performance in a okay, wide variety of applications with a relatively small amount of data. But you may want a model to learn a completely new knowledge domain or to use a lot of proprietary data. So today we're launching a new program called Custom Models. With Custom Models, our researchers uh, will work closely with a company to help them make a great custom model, especially for them and their use case using our tools. This includes modifying every step of the model training process, doing additional domain-specific pre-training, a custom RL post-training process it's tailored for a specific domain, and whatever else. Hmm. We won't be able to do this with many companies to start. It'll take a lot of work, and in the interest of expectations, at least initially, it won't be cheap. But if you're excited to push things <laughs> as far as they can currently go, please get in touch with us, and we think we can do something pretty great. Okay, Pentagon. and then number six, higher rate limits. We're doubling the tokens per minute for all of our established GPT-4 customers so that it's easier to do more. And you'll be able to request changes to further rate limits and quotas directly in your API account settings. In addition to these rate limits, it's important to do everything we can do to make it you successful building on our platform. So we're introducing Copyright Shield. Copyright <laughs> Shield means that we will step in and defend our customers and pay the costs incurred if you face legal claims around copyright infringement. And this applies so both to chat fix it, Enterprise and the API. Google. And let me be clear, 
this is a good time to remind people, we do not train on data from the API or ChatGPT Enterprise ever. All right. Good to know. There's actually one more developer request that's been even bigger than all of these. Uh, and so I'd like to talk about that now. And that's pricing. <laughs> GPT-4 Turbo is the industry-leading model. It delivers a lot of improvements that we just covered, and it's a smarter model than GPT-4. We've heard from developers that there are a lot of things that they want to build, but GPT-4 just costs too much. They've told us that if we could decrease the cost by 20, 25 percent, that would be great, a huge leap forward. I'm super excited to announce that we worked really hard on this, and GPT-4 Turbo, a better model, is considerably cheaper than GPT-4. By a factor of 3x for prompt tokens, and 2x for completion tokens, starting today. So the new pricing is one cent per thousand prompt tokens and three cents per thousand completion tokens. For most customers, that will lead to a blended rate more than 2.75 times cheaper to use for GPT-4 Turbo than GPT-4. We worked super hard to make this happen. We hope you're as excited about it as we are. All right. And real quick, let's take a break and thank the sponsor of this live event. All right, we're going to take a quick break and thank the sponsor, and then we're going to get right back into the live event. Twit News is brought to you by our friends at IT Pro TV, now called ACI Learning. Today's successful business leaders focus on the future, and IT Pro empowers teams by creating content that educates, informs, and entertains. And get this, IT Pro's completion rate is 50% higher than the training industry average. ID pros, they want to learn this way. Your enterprise needs cohesive, cutting-edge training to keep your team in compliance and ahead of the curve. So you can choose an existing course, of course. You can combine modules for a tailored solution, or you can let IT Pro custom design a course to address your specific needs. And you can join the always-on tech training solution. Visit go.acilearning.com slash twit today. Twit listeners can actually receive up to 65% off an IT Pro Enterprise Solution Plan. That discount is based on the size of your team when you fill out their form. We thank ACI Learning uh, for their support. Now, back to the live event in progress with Sam. So we decided to prioritize price first because we had to choose one or the other. But we're going to work on speed next. We know that speed is important, too. Soon, you will notice GPT-4 Turbo becoming a lot faster. We're also decreasing the cost of GPT-3.5 Turbo 16K. Also, input tokens are 3x less, and output tokens are 2x less, which means that GPT-3.5 16K is now cheaper than the previous GPT-3.5 4K model. He's a fast speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Running a fine-tuned yes. GPT 3.5 Turbo yeah, 16K version is also cheaper than the old fine-tuned 4K version. You know, slow things down for me a little. Okay, bit. so we just covered a lot about the model itself. We hope that these changes address your feedback. We're really excited to bring all of these improvements to everybody now. In all of this, we're lucky to have a partner who is instrumental in making it happen. So I'd like to bring out a special guest, Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. <laughs> There we go. A little bit of celebrity. More celebrity anyway. Satya Nadella. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Joining the stage here. Satya, th thanks so much for coming here. It's fantastic to be here. And uh, Sam, congrats. I mean, I'm really looking forward to Turbo and everything else that you have coming. It's been just fantastic awesome. partnering with you guys. Um, two questions. Won't take too much of your time. How, are, how is Microsoft thinking about the partnership currently? Uh, first, <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Oh. No, look, it's, it's, it's been fantastic for us. In fact, I remember the first time I think you reached out and said, hey, do you have some Azure credits? We've come a long way from there. Uh, Thank you for those. Yeah. That was great. You, you guys have built something magical. I mean, quite frankly, there are two things uh, for us when it comes to the partnership. The first is 
these $10 workloads, billion dollar investments, yeah, they love backstage mm-hmm. to how you're describing what's coming even. It's just so different and new. I've been in this infrastructure business for, you know, three decades. No one has ever seen infrastructure Not, like yeah, that. And, and the workload, the pattern of the workload, these, you know, these training jobs are so synchronous and so large and so data parallel. Um, and so the first thing that we have been doing is building in partnership with you the system all the way from thinking from power to the DC to the rack to the accelerators to the network uh, and just you know, really, the the shape of Azure is drastically changed uh, and is changing rapidly in support of these models that you're building. And so our job number one is to build the best system so that you can build the best models and then make that all available to developers. And so the other thing is we ourselves are our developers. So we're building products. In fact, my own conviction of this entire generation of foundation models completely changed the first time I saw, you know, GitHub Copilot on uh, GPT. Um, and so we want to build our co-pilot, GitHub co-pilot, all as developers uh, on top of OpenAI APIs. And so we are very, very committed to that. And what does that mean to developers? You know, look, I, I always think of Microsoft as a platform company, a developer company, and a partner company. And so we want to make, you know, for example, we want to make GitHub uh, available, GitHub co-pilot available as uh, the enterprise edition available to all the attendees here so that they can try it out. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we're very excited about that. And you can count on us to build the best infrastructure in Azure with your API support uh, and bring it to all of you. And then even things like the Azure Marketplace. So for developers who are building products out here to get to market uh, rapidly. So that's sort of really our uh, intent here. Great. And how do you think about the future? Future of the partnership or future of AI or whatever? Yeah, there... <laughs> Anything you Tell want. Tell me your strategy. That's a, uh, you know, like... <laughs> There are a couple of things for me that I think are going to be very, very key for us, right? One is I just described how the systems that are needed as you aggressively push forward on your roadmap um, requires us to be on the top of our game. And we intend fully to commit ourselves deeply to making sure you all, as builders of these foundation models, have not only the best systems uh, for training and inference, but the most compute so that you can keep pushing forward uh, on the frontiers because I think that that's the way we're going to make progress. The second thing I think both of us care about, in fact, quite frankly, the thing that excited both sides to come together is your mission and our mission. Our mission is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And to me, ultimately, AI is only going to be useful if it truly does empower, right? I mean, I saw the video you played early. I mean, that was fantastic to see those, hear those voices describe what AI meant for them and what they were able to achieve. So ultimately, it's about being able to get the benefits of AI broadly disseminated to everyone, I think is going to be the goal for us. And then the last thing is, of course, we're very grounded in the fact that safety matters and safety is not something that you'd care about later, but it's something we do shift left on. And we are very, very focused on that with you all. Great. Well, I think we have the best partnership in tech. I'm excited for us to build AGI together. No, I'm really um, excited to have a fantastic Thank you very much uh, for coming. To AGI. 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 Oh, yeah. I just think I throw that slip that in there. there is the first <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So we have shared a lot of great updates for developers already, and we got a lot more to come. But even though this is a developer conference, we can't resist making some improvements to ChatGPT. So a small one. ChatGPT now uses GPT-4 Turbo with all the latest improvements, including the latest knowledge cutoff, which will continue to update. That's all live today. It can now browse the web when it needs to, write and run code, analyze data, take and generate images, and much more. And we heard your feedback, that model picker, extremely annoying. That is gone starting today. You will not have to click around the drop-down menu. All of this will just work together. ChatGPT, yeah. ChatGPT will just know what to use and when you need it. But that's not the main thing. Uh, And neither was price, actually, the main developer request. There was one that was even bigger than that. And I want to talk about where we're headed and the main thing we're here to talk about today. AGI. So we believe that if you give people better tools, they will do amazing things. We know that people want AI that is smarter, more personal, more customizable, can do more on your behalf. Eventually, you'll just ask a computer for what you need, and it'll do all of these tasks for you. 
These capabilities are often talked in the AI field about as agents. The upsides of this are going to be tremendous. At OpenAI, we really believe that gradual iterative deployment is the best way to address the safety issues, the safety challenges with AI. We think it's especially important to move carefully towards this future of agents. It's going to require a lot of technical work and a lot of thoughtful consideration by society. So today, we're taking our first small step that moves us towards this future. We're thrilled to, uh, we're thrilled to introduce GPTs. GPTs are tailored versions of chat GPT. It's like NFTs. <laughs> you can build a GPT, a customized version of chat GPT for almost anything. You can collect them all. Instructions, expanded <laughs> knowledge, and actions. And then you can publish it for others to use. Okay. And because they it's combine like creating your own bot, your own tailored specific actions, bot. Yeah, which, is, which I think Agent Tree is where we do go. Yes. Yeah, they can absolutely. work better in many contexts and they can give you better control. They'll make it easier for you to accomplish all sorts of tasks or just have more fun, and you'll be able to use them right within ChatGPT. You can, in effect, program a GPT with language just by talking to it. It's easy to customize the behavior so that it fits what you want. This makes building them very accessible, and it gives agency uh, to everyone. Okay. So we're going to show you what GPTs are, how to use them, how to build them, and then we're going to talk about how they'll be distributed and discovered. And then after that, for developers, we're going to show you how to build these agent-like experiences into your own apps. So first, let's look at a few examples. Our wow, partners at Code.org it are want, working hard to expand computer science in schools. They've got a yeah. curriculum that is used by tens of millions of students worldwide. Code.org crafted Lesson Planner GPT to help teachers provide a more engaging experience for middle schoolers. If a teacher asks it to explain for loops in a creative way, it does just that. In this case, it'll do it in terms of a video game character, repeatedly picking up coins. Super easy to understand for an eighth grader. As you can see, this GPT brings together Code.org's extensive curriculum and expertise and lets teachers adapt it to their needs quickly and easily. Next, Canva has built a GPT that lets you start designing by describing what you want in natural language. If you say, make a poster for dev, a dev day reception this afternoon, this evening, and you give it some details, it'll generate a few options to start with by hitting Canva's APIs. Now, this concept may be familiar to some of you. We've evolved our plugins to be custom actions for GPTs. You can keep chatting with this to see different iterations, and when you see one you like, you can click through to Canva for the full design experience. Wow. So now, we'd like to show you a GPT live. Zapier has built a GPT that, let, that lets you perform actions across 6,000 applications to unlock all kinds of integration possibilities. I'd like to introduce Jessica, one of our solutions architects, who is going to drive this demo. Welcome, Jessica. This is the gizmo thing that I was talking about pre, as we were warming up. This is what it's mm -hmm. all about, mm -hmm. creating your own Got GPTs. Um, Thank you all for being here. Yeah, with your voice, essentially, with, with your partners words. and customers to bring their product to live. And today, this I, I can't wait to show you how hard we've been working on this. So let's get started. <laughs> it frees them so up for something else, Jeff. Where your uh, yes. will live is on this upper left corner. I'm going to start with clicking on the Zapier AI Actions. And on the right-hand side, you can see that's my calendar for today. So it's quite a day. I've already used this before, so it's actually already connected to my calendar. To start... I can ask, what's on my schedule for today? We build GPTs with security in mind. So before it performs any action or share data, it will ask for your permission. So right here, I'm going to say allowed. So GPT is designed to take in your instructions, make the decision on which capability to call to perform that action, and then execute that for you. So you can see right here, it's already connected to my calendar. It pulls into my, my information, and then I've also prompted it to identify conflicts on my calendar. So you can see right here, it actually was able to identify that. So it looks like I have something coming up. So what if I want to let Sam know that I have to leave early? So right here I say, let Sam huh. know I got to go um, chasing GPUs. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to swap to my conversation with Sam, 
And then I'm going to say, yes, please run that. Sam, did you get that? I did. The demo worked. So this is only a glimpse Mm -hmm. of what is possible. And I cannot wait to see what you all will build. Thank you. And back to you, Sam. Thank, thank you, Jessica. So those are three great examples. In addition to these, there are many more kinds of GPTs that people are creating and many, many more that will be created soon. We know that many people who want to build the GPT don't know how to code. We've made it so that you can program the GPT just by having a conversation. We believe that natural language is going to be a big part of how people use computers in the future, and we think Once this is again, an interesting going back to the episode of AI Inside. So I'd like to show you how to build one. Who was it that yep. said English language is the programming language of the programming language of the world of the yep. world? All right. So I want to create a GPT uh, that helps give that. founders and developers yeah. advice it's when starting new projects. Spot on. Um, yeah. And a demonstration like this is only evidence GPT of here. that. You know. And this drops me into the GPT builder. Uh, I worked with founders for years at YC. And still, whenever I meet developers, the questions I get are always about, how do I you know, think about a business idea? Can you give me some advice? Uh, I'm going to see if I can build a GPT to help with that. So to start, GPT Builder asks me GPT. what I want to make. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I want to help startup founders think through their business ideas and get advice. After the founder has gotten some advice... Uh, grill them <laughs> on why they are not growing faster. <laughs> All right. So to start off, I just tell the GPT a little bit about, about what I want here. And it's going to go off and start thinking about that. And it's going to write some detailed instructions for the GPT. Um, it's also going to, let's see, ask me about a name. How do I feel about Startup Mentor? That's fine. Uh, that's good. So if I didn't like the name, of course, I could call it something else. But it's you know, going to try to have this conversation with me and, and start there. And you can see here on, uh, on, on the right profile the picture that it's already starting to fill out the GPT, um, where it says what it does. It, it looks like Mark Andreessen. Ideas of additional questions that I could ask. Um, and <laughs> you know what? I actually, so it just generated a candidate. Of course, I could regenerate that or change it, but I sort of like that. So I will say, that's great. And you see now that the GPT is being built out a little bit more as we go. Now, what I want this to do, um, how it can interact with users, I could talk about style here. But what I'm going to say is, I am going to upload transcripts of some lectures about startups I have given. Please give advice based off of those. Uh-huh. All right. So now building uh, notebook it's going to go figure out yeah, how to do right. that. And I would like to show you the yeah. configure tab. So you can see some of the things that were built out here as we were going um, by, by the builder itself. And you can see that there's capabilities here that I could enable. Um, I could add custom actions. These are all fine to leave. Um, I'm going to upload a file. Uh, so here is a lecture that I picked that I used to, that I gave with some startup advice. Um, and I'm going to add that here. In terms of these questions, uh, this is a dumb one. The rest of those are reasonable uh, and like very much things founders often ask. Um, I'm going to add one more thing to the instructions here, which is be concise and constructive with feedback. All right. So, again, if we had more time, I'd show you a bunch of other things. But this is, uh, this is like a decent start. And now uh, we can try it out over on this preview tab. So I will say, um, what's a common question? What are three things to look? F- Oops. What are three things to look for not using when voice. hiring employees? Yeah, right. At an early stage startup. That now really it's going to look at the, the document the I uploaded. Um, it'll also heads, have, of course, you know, all of the background. Right now we're in a, you know, interacting in a browser on this stuff, but I think that's the vision: is that all this? Yeah, stuff that's pretty good. Those are three things that I definitely have said many times. Um, now we could go on, and it would start following the other instructions. <laughs> it's basically, the BS here. Me I'm not growing faster. Every startup advisor. Time, I'm going to skip that. Worry about uh, cultural I'm going to publish fit. this only to me for now. 
Uh, I can work on it later. I can add more content. I can add a few actions that I think would be useful. Um, and then I can share it publicly. So that's it's what it looks like. To a I don't mean to be cynical, but it just. Yeah, it, with, right. Well, yeah, I, what is the depth? It, that, that's neat that you can do that kind of on the fly yeah, yeah. and as you go and that you can upload your own content. For a teacher, I can imagine it would be I've really useful. To do that for sure, for sure. But what, yeah, what is man, the depth to which to it goes? Or do yeah, you get awesome. those kind of answers that we're so used so to seeing with GPTs, a lot of these large language right. models are like eh, okay here we go again you know it's how how rich is the output you can make private GPTs, like i just did or you can share your creations publicly with a link for anyone to use or if you're on social enterprise you can make hmm. gpts just for your company gpt is the next social later network this month, jeff well we're gonna launch the gpt store <laughs> You can list a GP store. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. This is, yeah. You can list a GPT there, and we'll be able to feature the best and the most popular GPTs. Of course, we'll make sure that GPTs in the store follow our policies before they're accessible. Apple, Spotify. We're going to pay people who build the most useful and the most used GPTs a portion of our revenue. We're excited to foster a vibrant ecosystem with the GPT store. Just from what we've been building ourselves over the weekend, we're confident there's going to be a lot of great stuff. We're excited to share more information soon. I wonder what that portion is. So those are GPTs, mm-hmm. and we can't wait to see what you'll build. But this is a developer conference, and the coolest thing about this is that we're bringing the same concept to the API. Many of you have already been building agent-like experiences on the API. For example, Shopify's Sidekick, which lets you take actions on the platform. Discord's Clyde, lets Discord moderators create custom, custom personalities for. And Snap's MyAI, a customized chatbot that can be added to group chats and make recommendations. These experiences are great, but they have been hard to build, sometimes taking months, teams of dozens of engineers, there's a lot to handle to make this custom assistant experience. So today we're making that a lot easier with our new assistance API. The assistance API includes persistent threads so they don't have to figure out how to deal with long conversation history, built-in retrieval, code interpreter, a working Python interpreter in a sandbox environment, and of course the improved function calling that we talked about earlier. So we'd like to show you a demo of how this works. And here is Raman, our head of developer experience. Welcome, Raman. All right, Raman's taking the stage while he does. Let's take a quick break and thank the sponsor of this episode of Twit's live coverage of OpenAI's Dev Day event. Fantastic to see you all here. Going to pause for a quick moment and thank the sponsor of this episode and then get back to the Twit News. Brought to you by our friends at IT Pro TV, now called ACI Learning, with an astounding 30% of IT Pro learners being MSPs. It is no wonder why IT Pro continues to be the preferred choice for training teams. There's practice labs, which are actually the perfect place for MSPs to test and experiment before deploying new apps or updates all without compromising your live system. So you can assign episodes and courses to upskill your MSP team while tracking your training investment. So that's managing seats, assigning and unassigning specific team members, accessing monthly usage reports, and so much more. Um, And you'll boost morale and fortify your business's future with IT Pro's courses in the process. Upskill your team today by visiting go.acilearning.com slash twit. Twit listeners can receive up to 65% off an IT Pro Enterprise Solution Plan. That discount is based on the size of your team when you fill out their form. We thank ACI Learning for their support of Twit's live coverage, Twit News. Now back to the keynote. It's been so inspiring to see so many of you infusing AI into your apps. Today, we're launching new modalities in the API, but we are also very excited to improve the developer experience for you all to build assistive agents. So let's dive right in. Imagine I'm building Wanderlust, a travel app for global explorers, and this is the landing page. I've actually used GPT-4 to come up with these destination ideas, and for those of you with a keen eye, 
These illustrations are generated programmatically using the new DALI 3 API available to all of you today. So it's pretty remarkable. But let's enhance this app by adding a very simple assistant to it. This is the screen. We're going to come back to it in a second. First, I'm going to switch over to the new assistant's playground. Creating an assistant is easy. You just give it a name, some initial instructions, a model. In this case, I'll pick GPT-4 Turbo. And here, I'll also go ahead and select some tools. I'll turn on Code Interpreter and Retrieval and Save. And that's it. Our assistant is ready to go. Next, I can integrate with two new primitives of this assistance API, threads and messages. Let's take a quick look at the code. The process here is very simple. For each new user, I will create a new thread. And as these users engage with their assistant, I will add their messages to these threads. Very simple. And then I can simply run the assistant at any time to stream the responses back to the app. So we can return to the app and try that in action. If I say, hey, let's go to Paris. All right, that's it. With just a few lines of code, users can now have a very specialized assistant right inside the app. And I'd like to highlight one of my favorite features here, function calling. If you have not used it yet, function calling is really powerful. And as Sam mentioned, we're taking it a step further today. It now guarantees the JSON output with no added latency. And you can invoke multiple functions at once for the first time. So here, if I carry on and say, hey, what are the top 10 things to do? I'm going to have the assistant respond to that again. And here, what's interesting is that the assistant knows about functions, including those to annotate the map that you see on the right. And so now all of these pins are dropping in real time here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that integration allows our natural language interface to interact fluidly with components and features of our app. And it truly showcases now the harmony you can build between AI and UI, where the assistant is actually taking action. But next, next, let's talk about retrieval. And retrieval is about giving our assistant more knowledge beyond these immediate user messages. In fact, I got inspired and I already booked my tickets to, uh, to Paris. So I'm just going to drag and drop here this PDF. What it's uploading, I can just sneak peek uh, at it. Very typical United flight ticket. And behind the scene here, what's happening is that Retrieval is reading these files, and boom, the information about this PDF appeared on the screen. <laughs> and this is, of course, a very tiny PDF, but assistants can parse long-form documents from extensive text to intricate product specs, depending on what you're building. In fact, I also booked an Airbnb, so I'm just going to drag that over to the conversation as well. And by the way, we've heard from so many of you developers how hard that is to build yourself. You typically need to coach, I don't believe meetings, it. you need to set a chunking <laughs> algorithm. Now all of that is taken care of. And there's more than retrieval. With every API call, you usually need to resend the entire conversation history, which means, you know, setting up a key value store. That means like handling the context window, serializing messages and so forth. That complexity now completely goes away with this new stateful API. But just because OpenAI is managing this API does not mean it's a black box. In fact, you can see the steps that the tools are taking right inside your developer dashboard. So here, if I go ahead and click on threads, this is the thread I believe we're currently working on. And see, like these are all the steps, including the functions being called with the right parameters and uh, the PDFs I've just uploaded. But let's move on to a new capability that many of you have been requesting for a while. Code Interpreter is now available today in the API as well. That gives the AI the ability to write and execute code on the fly, but even generate files. So let's see that in action. If I say here, hey, we'll be four friends staying at this Airbnb. What's my share of it plus my flights? All right. Now here, what's happening is that Code Interpreter noticed that it should write some code to answer this query. So now it's computing you know, the number of days in Paris, the number of friends. It's also doing some exchange rate calculation behind the scene to get this answer for us. Not the most complex math, but you get the picture. 
Imagine you're building a very complex like finance app that's crunching countless numbers, plotting charts. So really any task that you'd normally tackle with code, then couldn't have gotten better with math. All right. I think my trip to Paris is sorted. So to recap here, we've just seen how you can quickly create an assistant that manages state for your user conversations, leverages external tools like knowledge and retrieval and code interpreter, and finally invokes your own functions to make things happen. But there's one more thing I wanted to show you to kind of really open up the possibilities using function calling combined with our new modalities that we're launching today. What's interesting well, assistant at a, G, at a GPT? I built a small custom assistant that what is just coded and one, uh, they're both agents, right? But yeah. instead of having a chat yeah, interface while way. running around all day today, I thought, right. yeah, why not use right. voice like instead? What is the difference? More so stick shift let's than bring my automatic. Phone up yeah. on screen here so you can see right. it on the right. Awesome. So on the right, you can see that's a very actually simple a really Swift app. That's a great analogy, I think. That's, that's really and it. And on the left, I'm actually going to bring up my terminal log so you can see what's happening behind the scenes. So let's give it a shot. Hey there, I'm on the keynote stage right now. Can you greet our attendees here at Dev Day? Hey everyone, welcome to Dev Day. It's awesome to have you all here. Let's make it Sounds an incredible like day. Sam. <laughs> it did. Isn't that impressive? You have six unique and rich voices to choose from in the API. One of them being Sam. multiple languages. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, for everything you've for given app. us. And on my laptop here on the left, you can see the logs of what's happening behind the scenes too. So I'm using Whisper to convert the voice inputs into text, mm -hmm. an assistant with GPT-4 mm -hmm. Turbo, and finally the new TTS API to make it speak. But thanks to function calling, things get even more interesting when the assistant can connect to the internet and take real actions for users. So let's do something even more exciting here uh, together. How about this? Hey, assistant, can you randomly select five Dev Day attendees here and give them $500 in OpenAI credits? Yes, checking the list of attendees. Done, I picked five Dev Day attendees and added $500 of API credits to their account. I thought he said five million dollars. <laughs> I misunderstood. I was like, holy moly. Right, you recognize yourself. Awesome. Congrats. Um, Under your seat is a key. And that's it. The quick review today yes, the new assistance the API to the combined with some of the new tools and modalities that we launched. All starting with the simplicity of a rich text or voice conversation for you and users. Now, if this was we Google really I.O., everyone would have gotten $500 dollars of credits. I know. I wonder if they swag. You know what? You're all <laughs> part credits, of this amazing OpenAI community no here, so I'm just going to talk to my assistant one last time before I step off the stage. Hey, assistant, can you actually give everyone here uh, in the audience $500 in OpenAI credits? Uh-huh. No, sounds great. Let me go through everyone. All right. I like to think he's he's hosting this event and listening to us in his ear. All right. And that that was our idea. That, yeah. that function will keep running, but I've run out of time. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. Back to you, Sam. <laughs> All right. That's that's some powerful yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I think that's going to get we're start going to start seeing these things pop up and then we're going to get the real yeah. insight into and see how, how useful do. these things are. What kind of advice they give. Yeah, so. right. All right. So that's basically the goes into beta this today. Is important. And we this are is super excited to see what you all do with it. Anybody can enable it. Which we've been predicting Over for time, years. Mm -hmm. GPTs mm -hmm. and assistants, our precursors to agents, are going yeah. to be able to do much, much more. They'll gradually be able to plan and to perform more complex actions on your behalf. As I mentioned before, we really believe in the importance of gradual iterative deployment. We believe it's important for people to start building with and using these agents now to get a feel Google for what the world is, is looking like interest today. as they become more capable. Mm -hmm. And as we've and always done, Microsoft we'll Office. continue to update our yes. systems based Calendar, on their feedback. Sure. So we're super excited that we got to share all of this with you today. We introduced GPTs, custom versions of ChatGPT that combine instructions, extended knowledge, and actions. We launched the Assistance API to make it easier to build assistive experiences with your own apps. These are our first steps towards AI agents and will be increasing their capabilities over time. We introduced a new GPT-4 Turbo model that delivers improved function calling, 
knowledge, lowered pricing, that's not all. and more. Mm-hmm. And we're deepening thing. our partnership with Microsoft. We have the OpenAI phone coming. In closing, no. I wanted oh, to take a minute to thank the team that no, created it. No, it sounds like that's wrapping up. OpenAI has got remarkable yeah. talent density, but still. Very efficient. It takes a huge amount of hard work and coordination to make all of this happen. I truly believe that I've got the best colleagues in the world. I feel incredibly grateful to get to work with them. We do all of this because we believe that AI is going to be a technological and societal We need a revolution. slow push on his face. It'll change the world in many ways. And we're happy to get to work on something that will empower all of you to build so much for all of us. We talked about earlier how if you give people better tools, they can change the world. Uh-oh. We believe that AI will be about individual empowerment and agency at a scale that we've never seen before. And that will elevate humanity to a scale that we've never seen before either. We'll be able to do more, to create more, and to have more. As intelligence gets integrated everywhere, we will all have superpowers on demand. We're excited to see what you all will do with this technology and to discover the new future that we're all going to architect together. We hope that you'll come back next year. What we launched today is going to look very quaint relative to what we're busy creating for you now. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for coming here today. Wow, that was uh, all right. Forty-five that, very efficient minutes. That was tight. Yeah, that was that was a uh, that, that was a that was the tightest <laughs> keynote I think we've ever seen. I know. Well, I was actually really curious about this because you know Google, Apple. I mean, all all the main you know companies were were pretty used to how long they stretched these things out, and really, it seems like Sam Altman kind of got to the nuggets. All right, so we've wrapped up the event, and Jeff and I definitely have thoughts. We're going to get to that here in a second, but first, let's thank the sponsor of this episode of Twit News. Brought to you by our friends at IT Pro TV, now called ACI Learning. 94% of CIOs and CISOs agree that attracting and retaining talent is increasingly critical to their roles. Invest in your workforce. Keep their IT skills current. You can do that all with IT Pro. From CompTIA, Cisco, and Microsoft to security and cloud fundamentals, your team can master it all with IT Pro. Plus, can check out ACI Learning's new product, CyberSkills. That's the training tool for all members of your organization, not just the IT pros. CyberSkills is cybersecurity awareness training for non-IT professionals to secure your business on all fronts. IT Pro and ACI Learning are with your team every step of the way. And you can visit go.acilearning.com slash twit. Uh, to check it out. Twit listeners can receive up to 65% off an IT Pro Enterprise Solution Plan. That discount, of course, based on the size of your team when you fill out their form. And we thank ACI Learning for their support of Twit News. All right. So the event is done. We definitely have thoughts. There were parts of this event that certainly, you know, it's a developer conference, so it kind of dives into a language around artificial mm-hmm. intelligence that I know very, very lightly, um, you know, not deeply, that's for sure. But I do think that really the big the big announcement that that most you know, users of ChatGPT, let's say, are going to be you know really curious about is this uh, this idea of um, these custom trained models yeah. and and yeah. the ability for someone to go in there. I mean, I think that's that's a pretty impressive demonstration to say you can create a GPT similar to what we've done, similar to this thing that we've created in the past year that has people super excited. It has these capabilities that we've you know grown over time. Now you can do that. And you don't necessarily need a programming language knowledge to do that. Right. You can just kind of right. go in there and tell it what you want. And I think the proof will be the proof in that pudding is does it create something that's truly usable or is it really kind of like baseline, like surface level results? You know what I mean? Like that's that's mm-hmm. my my concern is how 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 deep does the the feedback of the output go when you use something like that? Yeah, I think you're right, Jason. I think agentry has been promised for decades. It's been the, it's been the vision of what what a connected computer world can do is that we can have our agent to go out and do things for us. Mm-hmm. So I do think we see something very very powerful today. Um, two questions, right? What what is the quality of what it does for you? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the reliability of what it does for you? 
Uh, what's it basing it on? How do we know what it's doing? If it's picking yeah. flights for us or or teaching us something, how do we know what's right or wrong? The the credibility. That's point mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And point two is uh, related to that. When I say what's it working off of, if it's working off the big model, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. If I give it, and this goes back to stochastic parrots at a return here, if we have limited models where I give it the data I want it to work off of, like Notebook LM, then I can check it against that data and I can see what's what. Yeah. And I can get higher uh, reliability and credibility for it. Um, but that, but that requires the effort of having things digitally, uploading them, saying you should work off this, then it can understand that and so on. So I wonder whether we start to see, um, I mentioned a markup language for text to speech. Mm-hmm. You're having just recorded a book. Yes, I know. You're, on sale you're painfully aware <laughs> oh, of how this oh. can go a million different directions. If you, if you, you just have words the on v. a page. Can you, the V, can you do that again? Oh, you my left goodness. out the A. Yeah, you know, I you feel for you. You said that versus which. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, the voices are really good now. But the problem is yeah. they don't deal with beats and punchlines and mm-hmm. important things you want to emphasize and so on. So I saw a demonstration at um, the Bertelsmann Investment Conference where I started envisioning a um, markup language for speech. Hmm. This is a joke. This is this is important and so on and so forth, right? And this is, this is dramatic. Um, and it reminds me of the earliest days of scribal writing was not intended for reading. It was intended for speech. It recorded and and prompted speech. Well, so that's a little bit of an offshoot there. In this, I think there, I can imagine the need for kind of a markup language for incoming data. Is this my document that I trust? Is this just a bunch of news articles? Is this stuff that I'm going to be, going to be railing against? Is this students' work and that we shouldn't trust it, we should correct it? I mean, how does the machine know what it's getting and how to make its decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that we have to be able to give it more raw data and then more markup data on top of that. All of which is to say, I don't know that it's going to be as easy as they make it look to build, a, in the word you use, which I like, a, a, a an agent that works in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really interesting um, point. When I think about what you're talking about from a usability standpoint, like there's a lot about AI in the last year, let's just say the last year, because this has been a year where people who never even had AI in their vocabulary are now, you know, turning to these services because it can do all these things and everything. And it's easy to use. All you have to do is write the right things, you know, write, write down the right words and, and it gives you something that's usable and everything. And uh, what you're talking about tells me that in order to go that next step, does that then require more from us, the user, more of right. an understanding about AI? And if that's the case, then does it kind of limit the 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 magic or the the um kind of the the usability by a wider group of people when suddenly there's syntax or suddenly there's rules and and things like right, that and right, but right. but I think that's super essential right like that's necessary yeah. we communicate in ways and and understand in ways that just r- looking at words on a paper you know there, there's certain inferences that those words don't pick up on and uh, as we humans look to the systems to give us something that kind of speaks our language and can communicate to us in the level that that we're used to talking to each other that extra layer of of depth is required and how do you fill in how do you fill that information in maybe maybe they'll be able to to figure that out but again if they're figuring it out that just kind of tells me okay are they are they actually figuring it out or are they making guesses that you know oftentimes are right and sometimes are wrong so, you know, the other thing that occurs to me, um, <clears throat> I, I spoke to three dozen public TV executives at Google two weeks ago, and uh, I pushed one of them, because they was like, how do I get my, my, my documentaries watched? And how do I use social media to do that? And I said, eh, wrong question. Mm-hmm. What you should be asking is, how do you take the value that you now present in these documentaries to TikTok? Not to get them to come back and watch you, but to do it natively there. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to me to imagine this um, if I were a, a, in a journalism school, 
I can imagine having to teach people how to make these things so that we can answer people's questions. Outlier media in Detroit is nothing. A lot of the value it brings people is texting answers to people's questions. We could imagine that this has a repository of known information and it could, it could bring more information to more people. If I'm a librarian school to teach librarians, to create these things, to answer questions for people. If I'm a teacher, um, Mm -hmm. The medical gets a little scary. Yeah, a little, you know, little iffy there. Maybe. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, repair, customer service. I mean, you know, where does that go? But the other interesting thing about, about agents, though, is that we we already work with them today. We all work with them today when we're waiting for Verizon. Would you like to talk to our? No, oh, God. Okay, yeah. you can the, be an agent. The right? worst. Yes, right. <laughs> right. And, 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 the, and the importance is the agent, this, this will go into scary land for a second, the agent has to have power. Mm. It has to be able to do things. It has to be able to make decisions. And otherwise, it's not a very good agent. Mm-hmm. Well, then, mm-hmm. uh-oh, we're giving an autonomy and we're letting it do things. And, oh, my God, AGI. And, and there we go, right? And so what do we um, really want out of these things? Yeah, yeah. Um, I what, think it'll be fascinating to watch the marketplace for these things. I think it'll be a bunch of stupid, silly ideas. But of course. Okay. That's how creativity happens. Yes, of course. Um, but I also think we will see really bad Tay agents. Mm. You know, the, the slander machine. Put in a name and we'll make up lies about it. You know, uh, you know somebody's going to make that stuff up. I, I mean, y- yes. But are you saying you'll see these out of what OpenAI is, is putting forward today yeah. or just the general? So, you, okay. Because, I mean, he taught. He did talk about safety. He did talk, I mean, very yeah. lightly, actually. He didn't people, spend people very much time talking about hard. safety. But, I mean, yeah. I have to imagine if they're creating these things, it's in their best interest to be sure that they're vetting these GPTs to a point to where they don't allow something like that. At least I hope so. Yeah. You know what, Jason? The <laughs> thing is best for their business if they do that. We've had stories uh, on both our shows, uh, I mean, this and Twig, <clears throat> about, for example, people wanting to sue ChatGPT because it libeled someone. Mm-hmm. Which is like saying you want to sue Gutenberg because somebody used printing to libel somebody. Mm-hmm. It is just the tool. I don't mm-hmm. mean to absolve them entirely, but some level, you cannot possibly build guardrails for everything bad anyone can imagine. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There will always be a way. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so the responsibility falls to who used it and what do they do with it? Right. And that's more complicated. And we don't like that because it's the same problem we have with Section 230. And the Internet is, well, I want to I want to sue somebody. I'll sue Twitter. Yeah. Well, actually, Twitter yeah. didn't do anything. It was the person on Twitter you should sue. Right. And Twitter, thanks to Section 230 right now, this is the reason they have um, protection from li- shield from liability. So, what does it mean for these kinds of things, which will be interesting? Yeah. Speaking of shields, the copyright thing was real quick. That was super quick. Yes, that's interesting. I think what that shows is a confidence from these companies that they're going to win in court. Yeah, and I mean, they also it shows the need for them to make some sort of commitment to the users around this because I mean, because they have, I mean, uh, at least I believe they have the resources to do it and they need people to trust that they can use these, these systems without risk, without risking right. themselves in the process. And uh, what so, he didn't say is we're going to clean off all copyrighted materials and take care of that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Said, and, and didn't mention really anything about the, the data set being fed into it, you know, not having, you know, a certain certain content that a lot of people are kind of pushing back on these data sets having copyrighted material in them, period. Um, but yeah, OpenAI is committed to protecting our customers with built-in copyright safeguards in our system uh, is one part of this announcement. I'm just looking at a TechCrunch article. And then, of course, oh, going to bat if someone is, you know, is uh, sued or taken to court. So, Do you have any sense of, of how expensive this is to... Oh. For people to use. Wait, it, what do you mean? Yeah. The, the the copyright aspect or? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm, oh. I'm switching topics again. The Because it was right next to my notebook. Oh. The whole pricing thing. Oh, I mean, um, it, that lost me for sure. Um, only because yeah, like when too. he was talking about pricing, it seemed like it was more, I mean, it was definitely geared towards the developer cost. And I don't know what it, how it compares to prior um, you know, yeah, I, I, I couldn't put it in. How do you count? How, how many tokens does it take to make a, a, a given uh, input and output tokens does it take to make a given uh, application and how it's used? Right, right. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that. Those are questions I certainly don't have the answer to. Um, I mean, three times less for input tokens, two times less for output tokens. They're certainly allowing for more, um, obviously, um, for developers. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to know, like, are are developers satisfied with that or are they still wanting more? Because, you know, from what he was saying, this is this is a big request is like, give us the ability to do more with less. And so they have that. I don't know. Yeah, the economics of that, I'm not really entirely sure. Yeah, I, I can't tell. Yeah. But, and then Satya came out, Satya Nadella, which mm-hmm. was kind of a nothing burger. <laughs> it's really just Pretty like, much. yeah, I'm, I'm here to give you the ability to say, oh, and Satya was on stage and Microsoft's really excited. And that was, yeah, we love cool. you. Our $10 billion is going to go down <laughs> yes. and we're using it in, in, um, GitHub Copilot. Yeah, yeah, already, that, right? that was really so. about it. That was about it. But anyways, um, so, and then I, you know, I imagine this event is going for the rest of the week. So I'm sure people who are there, they got their free tokens and they're going to be playing around with uh, some of these models. Actually, last week's guest on AI Inside was Ben Parr and he's at the event. He was talking about it while he was, he, okay. um, while he joined me, you know, being very excited to get to be able to play around with a lot of this stuff. So, um, so yeah. Maybe we'll uh, find out a little bit more from those experiences as the week progresses. But interesting stuff. And we will all have superpowers on demand. <laughs> we will all have a Jarvis. We will all have our own assistance in any yes. which way, dire- direction we want to go as far as that's concerned. Um, I'll be, I'll, I will be very curious to see the uh, the the marketplace around this as well and see, yeah. like you said, what yeah. pops up there. Just to see what people there, do with it. Just to see what the creativity is what I want to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That'll be interesting. Jeff Jarvis, always fun talking uh, with you about always anything. Always good, my friend. Thank and you. And of course, you. about artificial intelligence. Uh, thank you for uh, doing the live coverage of this uh, live event with me this morning. Appreciate it. And we'll see you on Wednesday on Twig and on Thursday at AI Inside. That's right. That's right, everybody. Check that out. Uh, AI Inside, of course, Inside the Club. Twig for everyone. As for this, the Twit News live coverage of this event, um, you can go to twit.tv slash news and subscribe to the feed there. That way, if you miss the live, the actual live coverage, you can still find it after the fact. Uh, subscribe there, and you'll get the event with some talking around it and, and all that. That's what we do here. And, um, yeah, I think that's really about it for me. You know, Tech News Weekly on Thursday, AI Inside on Thursday, producing behind the scenes. Go to raygun.fun, and you can find all the details about me. Uh, and it rhymes, so I like it. Uh, thanks to Anthony. Thanks to John. Thanks to you all for watching and listening. And uh, we'll see you next time when uh, there's news, live news to cover. We'll try and be there. Appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Come join us on This Week in Enterprise Tech Expert Coast and I talk about the enterprise world and we're joined by industry professionals and trailblazers like CEOs, CIOs, CTOs, CISOs, every acronym role plus IT pros and marketeers. And we talk about technology, software plus services, security, you name it, everything under the sun. And you know what? I learn something each and every week and I bet you, you will too. So definitely join us. And of course, check out the twit.tv website and click on This Week in Enterprise Tech. Subscribe today.